Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming to the A to Z podcast. Zach Jackson, Andre Knott, at Akron Jackson, Andre Knott on most of your favorite social media platforms. Facebook.com slash A to Z podcast. Shouts, as always, to Blue Wire, to American Fireworks, our longtime friend and sponsor in Hudson. Always open at AmericanFireworks.com. Andre, it's a good couple days to be a tight end. Yeah, man, that's a lot of money out there. Tell you what, I think uh, I think what we're going to get at is a little bit like baseball, but differently. I don't want to compare anything to baseball because they can't figure out how to get their self out of their own way. Have another conversation. Um, I, I think it'll be better for you to explain this, but I'll say it to start. We shouldn't get alarmed by the uh, ticket prices that we see on some of the players they're getting because of the salary cap. I just remember the salary cap went backwards a little bit because of twenty twenty. Goes up a big chunk in 2022-23, correct? Goes up this year and go. Um, it's not set, but it's supposed to go way up next year with the new media deals kicking in. Yes. Um, so we're going to see some numbers that, that may scare us is what I'm saying. Yeah, no. Um, look, the franchise tag is supposed to be for really good players. Right. For, no, you're right. Now, that's the way to talk about really you're good right. players. Right. Like, they're just not. Um, that's why it sticks out. But, yes, it tight end, like quarterback – there is a supply-demand imbalance right now. There, there just is. And teams read the market, um, looked at their available options. And, you know, the, the Browns, I can speak obviously a lot more uh, authoritatively on that than, than the Cowboys, the Dolphins on down the list. I mean, they're pretty invested in David Njoku's further development, right? And it's pretty right. rare got to be in year six and still be developing, but they didn't want to lose him. So what works out, how he gets paid, I don't know. It's going to be a lot. Um, you know, of greater concern is the supply-demand issue at quarterback. Um, you know, and, and that's why teams want tight ends to help. They're bad quarterbacks, right? right. But, um, yeah, interesting start here to the NFL offseason. We're still officially six days away, but just in the last hour before we sat down here, the Aaron Rodgers news broke. Um you know, a lot of these tags are obvious, and today at four, Tuesday at four is the deadline, Jerry, but Najoku was the first one for the team to officially file the paperwork for the tag. So since then, uh, Mike Jasicki, Dalton Schultz, yeah. um, you know, but listen to the names going to tag, yeah. Chris Godwin's yeah. going to get the tag, but yeah, it's a good, right. good day to be a tight end. Great day to be a tight end, and I think it's just a position that's played. Um, it's funny, I was listening to, I've, I've, I've gained a uh, favorite one of my new favorite podcasts to listen to is The Pivot with um, uh, Ryan Clark. I got to remember all the guys. Fred Taylor, who was like one of my favorite running backs when he was, when he was really going well, uh, and a former linebacker from the Dolphins who's hilarious. And they just had Darren Waller on last week. Today they've got AB on. I'm going to listen to it after you and I get done. Um, but I mentioned that because Channing Crowder is who I'm thinking of. And Channing Crowder went out of his way to say to Darren Waller, he was like, man, he goes, you, you didn't, you weren't born and raised thinking you're going to be a tight end, right? He goes, because tight ends are boring. He goes, y'all just glorified left tackles. And they all start laughing. You know, like it was like, you know, you grow up, you want to be a quarterback. You grow up, you want to be a receiver, or linebacker. It wasn't a, um, it wasn't a, it wasn't one of those positions that blew everybody away, right? Mm-hmm. But the importance of the position and just thinking about the conversations here had yesterday, because it's a good chance the Browns are going to have two tight ends. If things stay as is, Browns could start the season with two tight ends making over $10 million each. Neither of them have lived up to anything close to what anyone thought they would be. But when you run an offense that's a double tight end uh, you know, offense, um, it's kind of what you got to have. It's kind of what you got to need, even though there are flaws. Neither one is a perfect player. 
Well, Hooper's the definition of glorified left tackle. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, it's a bad contract, and the Browns have to admit that, and they would admit that. Right. I mean, this is a big body that's a key to your ranking. Well, in Joku, is it possible? I know uh, I I was watching the news. Jim Donovan even mentioned, is there a chance that this is just the beginning of them setting up to sign like a three-year deal? Yeah. No, I think that that's the way it reads. Okay. Okay. Uh, Because they're trying to keep him away from the market. So, uh, and I think you get till July. And obviously with the tag, you know he's going to be on the team this year. But you get to July before the season to negotiate. But, yeah, um, you know (laughs) – they're both it's so not a very sexy start no. to the offseason, right? No, especially with what you've lost already. You've lost a lot, you know, already. So on on the Browns side, they're saying this. We're pretty much running it back. Right? We yeah. we set out last year to fix the defense. We did. We know what we want to be. There are several reasons, injuries and, and the passing game totally cratering, which is obviously in least in part linked to injuries. Um, we feel good about this. We know how we want to run the offense, how our coach wants to run the offense, where our strengths are, you know, which is with a healthy offensive line and with that running back group. And, and we feel comfortable investing here. You know, the flip side is with Baker Mayfield as your quarterback, um, your, your ceiling is probably third place, right? And when you're talking about catching up to these teams, um, there's not a lot of sizzle in keeping Austin Hooper. I don't know that this is done, Dre, right? I don't know. Yeah. If Hooper's going to stay, there might be a renegotiation. Uh, For both, might, correct. I agree. You know, with Njoku, this could go a number of different ways. The Browns have trade options, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, man, there's nothing exciting about the start, and there's no selling that the Browns are a Super Bowl team right I'm now. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that, um, partner, because one of the rules that we have on A to Z, you broke one, but that was a personal one, so that's all right. All right, we're, hey, let's go to Honeymoon Grill this week, and uh, it's on uh, Honey. Well, seriously, Thursday or Friday, let's try to go to Honeymoon Honeymoon uh, Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday. Pick a day. Um, other things we should discuss, um, <laughs> but we should we should go uh, because this, well, you just repeat. Do you remember how you just said what you said? Because I want to. I want to use your words. You said not exciting start to the season. I believe correct. Oh, oh. correct. But one of the rules we've always had, and we've had to be very careful with this rule is the teams that make the most noise in the offseason aren't always the teams that That's right. play last, right? And the Browns and I'm and I'm not I'm not attacking you. But I think we and when I say we that's A to Z and all you other shitheads, we have gotten so concerned with being keeping up with the the Joneses and having our names in the in the headlines of Twitter and ESPN.com and the Athletic that we've lost the balance of the best teams don't make any don't make noise at this time of the year. New England Patriots have never but the won best the teams have quarterbacks and wide receivers, and the Browns have zero. <laughs> <laughs> so I hear you, right? And, and look, you're right. Like here's proof, guys. Andrew Barry's first free agent class: Jack Conklin, Austin Hooper, B.J. Goodson, Andrew mm-hmm. Billings, Andrew Sandejo, Carl Joseph. Beautiful. <laughs> free agency sexy. is not. You know, free agency is to patch some holes and, and to go get one or two guys, yes, right? Yes. Thank um, you. That's all I'm really saying. You know, but you know where I'm getting at. And right. I wasn't I'm just you. saying this. Like, you, there is nothing that's happened that has made them a real AFC contender. Okay, yeah, I agree. Here's the thing. I, would, I, I agree with you. Let me flip it back. Has, have they done anything to make them a better team than the team that walked off the field on the last game of the season? No, I mean, they're banking on the quarterback being healthy, making them a lot better, and we'll see. 
Yeah, that's and that's what I think makes they're you banking feel on Njoku, who has four seventy-yard games his entire career, taking a leap. Well, you know, the, see, I'm not, I'm not a big fan of his. I'm not a big fan of the other guys either. But and here's the other side of things and how they do it, right? He's still only what 22, 23 years old. He's he'll be twenty six this summer. Twenty six. Okay, but still, that's so young for the amount of time that he's already been in the league. And because of his physical attributes, um, looks like Tarzan plays like Jane. He's going to keep getting opportunities, and unfortunately, this is one of those. And, and the best way I can think of it is the cute girl in high school, you know, or the cute girl in the, on the sorority. No matter how shitty a person she is, and no matter how many times she breaks up with people or cheats on people, she is so cute that somebody's going to keep her around because they keep thinking that's the one I want to marry. When in reality, she's probably going to continue to hurt you because she's pretty much shown you who she is. Yeah, don't Chris Carter yourself here, but you're right. Um, <laughs> look. Travis Kelsey is a unicorn and plays with a unicorn quarterback, right? And those two have incredible synergy in addition to incredible talent. They can line up Kelsey anywhere to get a look at the defense, and they've said it on the record, and then he can make up his own route as it goes based on what he feels. And nine times out of ten, he will get open or take somebody with him. Well, you just said him. You know, Darren Waller is there too. Uh, right. You know, there's four or five guys. Well, let that... me give you another example, too. Mark Andrews, right? Yes, there you go. Mark Andrews can line up in the tra- traditional tight end spot and demand extra attention, and then he can run an out or something and vacate the area and Lamar can take off. Or L- Mark Andrews can line up in a non-traditional spot, come back into the middle, force the defense there, and Lamar can take off or open things up for other guys or jam it into double coverage and he'll catch it. Let me ask you this. David Njoku... Lines up a tight end. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much (laughs) it. And Baker Mayfield's the quarterback. Well, let me ask you this. You just talked about the kid that that the statue played with in college. The statue helped. We all thought the statue got Mark Andrews drafted, right? I'll admit, I'm raising my hand. I originally kind of put put and thought, ah, he's an okay tight end. Let me flip back. Maybe the statue doesn't become the number one pick in the draft without Andrews. And because of the success he had with Andrews, I think the Browns as an organization, when you consider how much money they've spent on this position, they realize with a statue quarterback who can't see over the line, he needs, because his tight end is usually the closest to the line of scrimmage that you can throw to for the quarterback, that he needs good tight ends in his life. Now, in saying that, because I know that there's a feeling in that building that that's true, why has he not been able to take advantage of that? Because he's had decent enough tight ends, we've thought, since he's been here. And I no, did not want to right. talk about the statue. Um, but I mean, statue listen, and we've seen these guys play. Like, we've seen the screen game be involved. We've seen them do things. Like, yeah. Hooper does not make plays more than five yards down the field. No. And Najoku played 65% of the snaps last year. Has not been the number one tight end for three years and gets this money. That's amazing. But, yeah, well, well, what if I what if, let me be on the Njoku side? What if I say to you, I'm his agent, and say, well, if you didn't give it to me, somebody else was going well, to. Well, that's right. Well, that's the only reason he got to tech. So let me just flip that and say, look, if the Browns can use their other resources on reloading the defensive line, right? They run it back. They, they feel like those two guys are important for what they do. They get the run game going, which helps get the play action game going. They obviously, any warm bodies at receiver help. Um, you know, they, they feel like the quarterback can can take better care of the ball and be much better finding that rhythm, and those two guys can help because Najoku is a tough cover. 
right? Um, and yeah. He has the characteristics. Hooper's played a lot of football as a big body, helps you in your run game, pass game, whatever. Like that, that's what he they're in run, He helps you in a run game. Just and don't say the other part. But they're saying we're keeping Baker because we don't believe in the other options at quarterback. Well, they're also keeping Hooper and Joku because they don't believe in the other options. And that's fine. But you're just not good enough. And yeah. the tight end market now is abnormally low. And, and these guys were all becoming free at once. And this is driving the market up, right? That's how it works. That's what it is. But oh, tell me what like the gas. quarterback market is. Like it's kind of like gas. <laughs> yeah, right. But well, tell it me is. how the quarterback market's any different a year from now. You're not going to be 4-13 and 13 and get a chance to pick C.J. Stroud. No. I think so that, that's you're not going to make that move now, and, and I, I understand. You know he's not your guy. You know he's not good enough. He has to be perfect to succeed a little bit, and you have to overpay these tight ends to Mr. help him maybe get there. Like Mr. Jackson, thinking it's going I, nowhere. I don't want to play lawyer in this, and I don't think you're wrong. I don't. But I think they need more evidence. They need the evidence to slap him across the face that this marriage doesn't work. And well, why? He's sometime, only and wait, 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 wait. You're like, this isn't a divorce proceeding. <laughs> It is a divorce proceeding, actually. They know that okay, they well, want to you're, that you're wasting a year of Nick Chubb and Miles Garrett. I agree with you, but it's so I I agree, but I think we could go around. We could do this in half of the NFL cities and talk about players that they know a divorce is well on the way. Damn, this is like clockwork. Every time we record, <laughs> somebody comes to my house. This is or it's the wind. That damn thing is so sensitive. Kind of like that little statue quarterback. Um. Anyway. Every team, <laughs> there are like 20 teams, man, that are going into the season knowing that, you know, the quarterback is if this works out right and if that works out and if health. Because let me say that. All right, let me be a Browns apologist. And you know, I, and people that listen to this podcast know I don't do this all, if ever. Um, but I'm going to do it because I feel like someone has to do it with that can say it with some brains and say it by, by being fair. On both sides, this doesn't concede. This doesn't mean I, I agree with the contracts given out. Doesn't mean that I wouldn't be doing every. Here's the thing: the quarterback thing. Garoppolo is a, is is a little bit better than the statue. Um, Aaron Rodgers was you, your chances of getting Aaron. The Steelers had a they better were chance always, of getting Aaron Rodgers. Right, they were slim. Slim. The realistic slim, slim. options are Jimmy G, Cousins in that in that category. Well, I think I, I don't know. Thanks. And, I, well, and maybe sure. and look, I, I would love to, I would I would love to be in the room for this conversation because I'm glad we're saying it. I think there's something to Wilson, but the thing is to go out and get and do what they want to do and to get one of these quarterbacks, Zach. You got to be ultra ultra aggressive and know that this person is willing to leave their mate and come to you, right? And the Cleveland Browns have never been the sexiest team in the world to think they could do that. That's why. Um, oh boy, went out and got OBJ and did everything he did because he was feeling himself. He was at the gambling table and things were hit. They were right. So it was like, why not? Let me, let me keep going while I can. And you hit on something that's great. And I would love to be in the room when they have this, when AB and these guys have that fight, because how many more great years do you have with those two guards that you have? You've got two of the best guards in football. How many more years are we going to be able to say that? Well, you just paid them like you're counting on at least two more. Right. Jack, right. Jack Conklin maybe has one more good year in him he's only got contract for one more year uh, well yeah you he might though he could barely limp through 10 games last year the left tackle i think will be much better next year so if you're on the positive side of the browns and you're saying you know let's run this back turbo i think they say that because and i and i you know you and i disagreed about the defense early on i said i think they're going to be good they didn't play enough i hated how they were used in the preseason and lo and behold i think i was right they became pretty good 
Offensively, though, the rhythm never came because of the Kareem Hunt injuries, because of Conklin injuries, because they kept playing Willis Hurt, because the statue got banged up, because Jarvis Landry was hurt. There was no continuity of the offense at all in 2021. Whose fault is that? I don't know. Now, wavering or or wagering, excuse me, that your health is going to be perfect through September and October and you're going to find a gear that you can get guys hurt because that's the other thing. A good football team, if you can get off to the right rhythm, you can deal with a couple injuries. They never got off to a good rhythm. So I'm not taking their side, Zach, but I will say if you're running it back, I has, one of the theories has to be with a little bit of luck with, with health, we are a better team. Well, look, we, we've seen this, this team under these guys have a winning season and make it to the second round of the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. And we know there are good players. Whether How deeply do you want to debate great, how many great, slightly better than average, really good. You know, it's a good roster, right? It's, it's not a top three roster, but it's a good roster. It's a good roster, yes. So in that regard, when these guys tell you we're comfortable mostly running it back, we're comfortable with, with what we have and how it stacks up at most spots, you, you nod and you say, okay. I'm just saying look around at the AFC. Know what ideal circumstances your quarterback needs to succeed. Know that in addition to the injuries, your offense was clearly figured out last year. And tell me how running it back makes you a candidate for anything other than the seventh and last playoff spot. Well, that keeps their jobs, sir. And I disagree with you on the offense. I disagree. That offense works when ran correctly and when the quarterback makes the right decisions. Is it a little boring? I get what you're saying. It's not a sexy offense. Minnesota's having the same conversations. They have one of the most explosive offenses, but the quarterback is just like the statue. There is no doubt that this conversation is going on in multiple places. I'm just saying, Dre. Tell me how. Look, shoot down Jimmy Garoppolo, I get it. Shoot down Kirk Cousins, I get it, right? Mm -hmm. But tell me how the pool, the spot that matters more than any of them, is any different a year from now. Well, dude, like I said, I'm – You're You you called it a divorce proceeding, and that's what it is. It is. So you're just not getting – you're not making anything fucking better by dragging it on with this guy. What other choice? But see, here's the deal. Are you willing – because – (laughs) <laughs> and I want to say this the right way because you and I agree, but I'm, I, I and they just, would agree with us too. They do too. <laughs> but how do you keep your job? Because it goes back to that line now as well. Zach. Well, if, if you, and if you, but, but if you break, then I well, would say, okay. And let's, but let me say this, but if you break down the wall now, if you go ahead and do, and I'm not against it because it takes balls to win. It takes balls to win in the NFL and, and in our country, in our world, it would take balls right now to say, you know what? We owe him eighteen million dollars, but he ain't beat. He ain't winning it, the Super Bowl for us. Let's break it down now. If you do that, Zach, you better come up with the right plan because come next January, February, it may be your ass that doesn't have a job. Okay, and that's how it works, right? And you're in right. The, in let me office. ask you this: If I was going to tell you right now that there is a ninety-three percent chance that Kevin Stefanski is the coach a year from now, would you agree with that fair number? Yes, I would. I should be. I'm sick okay. of people running away from yes, What I if keeping Baker Mayfield only make, takes that down to like only a 75% chance? But what if – okay, okay. I, okay. I, I mean, I don't think it's happening. I, I think it's fair to ask. It is, no, it is fair to ask. But, one way, but if it's a complete disaster, everybody goes, right? And you and I have seen – like, like at some point we have to have that conversation of working to keep your job. And it's a weird conversation to have because I don't think most of us, like, 
I don't want to put a gun to your head and say, man, you better write the next three articles in the athletic better be your best three or I'm going to move on from your ass. Like that's not a good working environment. It's just like, how about this quick aside? Remember where we're at this morning. I'm making breakfast for my kids um, and helping put their lunches together because, well, you know, when there's a lockout, I ain't got shit else to do. Um, and my wife, it was, it's international women's day. And, and my wife was getting interviewed on a radio station and, and a radio station I used to go on just tells you how life can flip. So the kids were listening and the kids are all excited because, you know, their mom is being thought of and, and won a couple of awards and, and she deserves it uh, in every way, shape and form. And AJ, the seven year old, the brilliant kid that he is, goes, well, dad ain't got no job. He's fired. And Isabella goes, his contract's up. And I'm sitting there and I'm making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and putting cereal in, in, in bowls. And I'm suddenly realizing I ain't shit to my kids right now. <laughs> it's all because of baseball. My son is walking around telling people I've been fired. I ain't got no job. Um. Kevin Stefanski don't want to be in the same position a year from now, Zach. Neither does Andrew Brown. <laughs> Andrew Brown. Andrew Perry, excuse me. Um, well, that's what I'm asking. That's what I'm asking you, and that's what I'm asking them. How can they not think they're going to be in the same position a year from now? Well, because the guy that signs the checks is in love with the statue and wants the statue to one more opportunity, obviously. Are you sure and, about and, that? And, and, well, somebody, somebody that's got a twang likes him. I'll put some money on that with my broke ass. With my, with my no job having ass, according to my son. <laughs> and I'm just, all right, the, the pivot. How do you pivot and change your organization? Like, and, I'm, and we didn't plan this. And you guys know, if you listen to this podcast, and I'm glad we're doing this, because I think we're having a legitimate talk about trying to, to, to keep a, to, how do you turn around a franchise and keep a franchise afloat, Zach? Because well, we if always talk if about your whole thing play, is you're really we always talk harder and more prepared than everyone else, then don't you need to be ahead of the curve on these decisions? Absolutely. I mean, are, are, is, is, uh, and let's flip it to the cabs real quick. So while we're in Cleveland, we're talking about front offices. Uh, is Kobe Altman having a new job title and everything else and throwing out the new guy to, to, to say things he probably shouldn't say on air? Is that happening without the success of what's happening on the court? No, not at all. But suddenly they're living high on the hog and, 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 and raising everybody up on, on the other side. Do you think that makes the coaches and the players feel real safe and feel good with it? They've done all the work, and now everybody in the front office is getting getting job raises and everything else. Yeah, sure does. Should anyway. Yeah, well, well, JB got one, so yes, it made it okay when JB did. Not that great though when you make Mike Ganzi, uh, you know, a GM, and he goes on goes on a uh, Carmen and, and Rogers show and starts giving away injuries that they haven't said for weeks. <laughs> it wasn't supposed to go that way. But good luck to them. I guess what I'm saying is, dude, they're trying to keep their jobs, and it takes balls to shake it all completely up. Even though you said they prepare for it, they do it, but it's so many different scenarios that you have to overcome to start over. And I think it's easy in our, in our words to be like, start over, man, because the way you see it, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, and I, but I, I think I agree. They got a nice nucleus that if you make a couple of decisions that may be controversial, you can bounce right back and be in the thick of things. Is that how you feel? Well, no doubt that continuity should help, right, from picking Absolutely. the players to the offensive system to all of that. Mm-hmm. And no doubt there are several things you can pick out and say, man, our offense couldn't be any worse than it was last year. Right. But another thing that's not going away is this is the most important position in sports. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we are premature, right? We, we're still six days from free agency. Right. right? They, they're going to be a shakeup in the quarterback room on some level. There is no way that Deshaun Watson is being made available for minimum another month. The draft is, is in two, seven is weeks. Go two, is he going to go two years without playing Zach? I, I, I don't know. The, the vibe from talking to a couple people at the Combine is that, that he is going to play this year. But he's 
he's untouchable until there's resolution. Correct. Right. And correct. Like that is on a lot of different layers that nobody connected to the NFL controls. Right. Um, it's well, not over, not in any personnel move, not in any anything. I think I think what's going on though, and what we're saying, and and like and I'm not like I said, you and I are in, in agreement. I think we all want to see something different because we we look at it in our eyes that this isn't going to get us over the top. We look at it as you're not going to beat half the teams in your own division, and the AFC is right now the way it's positioned. At, all right, but. And I don't – why am I coming off these apologists? Because I don't like the joke. I don't like the tight end situation. I don't. <laughs> I do I do think, though, that the offensive line being healthy at the beginning of the year for the first five games changes a lot of what we're talking about. If you can keep the two running backs healthy. I think you, can, I think you could win certain games when that offensive line is clicking and those running backs are healthy. Um, I mean, and, hell, and that you is a can, great you, thought, and you want your core – you want your base foundation to be that, to be strong. Yes, and I think you can see over the the tackles better than the statue. So, you know, there's a chance. Go ahead. (laughs) I'm just saying, you know that you can't win the Super Bowl with this guy as your quarterback. Well, all right, let me say this. I think Jimmy – who do you – who would you – if you're – all right, who's better, Garoppolo or the statue? I think it's close, and I think Garoppolo would be an upgrade. Okay. A slight one. Slight, right? Garoppolo, what was the last game he played in in, in 2022? The NFC, a- NFC Championship game? Yeah. Yep. And he's been to a Super Bowl? Yeah. And I agree with you. I, I assess that they're both about the same. You, whatever your flavor, your, whatever your favorite flavor is will make you, you know, say which one you like better. I'm eating grapes. I'm trying to be healthy. Leave me alone. Sorry about that. People. Well, I mean, I know. Well, no, but I'm saying, but listen, about they've gotten to the what NFC Championship game. What are you saving money for? Or? To sign more tight ends? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, no, no. My point is, if the roster I'm taking their side for this for the for the for this argument. In that in Berea, they must look at it as if Garoppolo in three of three of you know what, two of the last three years, three out of the last four years, can get you to a Super Bowl and get you to an a- NFC championship game because their roster is so strong and because the way they build around them with the run game and their defense. Why shouldn't we feel that way in Berea? And and every indication is that's that's their thinking, right? Um, I'm just saying, I you know, I, I don't see a Debo Samuel on this team. You're paying <laughs> you're paying two guys like George Kittle, but they're not. True, true, right? true. It's not a poor man's George Kittle. It's a broke motherfucking George Kittle <laughs> that you just guaranteed eleven million dollars a year. You got two broke ass Kittles. <laughs> They do, they're and they do. You're, I'm, I'm just. I I'm love just this guy. Out there. Look, the defense is really good, but the 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 defensive line has question marks across from it, it right? Does. And, and if like, you don't, and wait, 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 stay there. Remember what you're saying, because I'm gonna just say this and I'll get out of the way. And if you don't put the right pieces around the, the star that you have at the defensive line, you're gonna take away from him. No, that's right, and and th- th- that's why this is at least a week premature because you would think any logical thought says we this is the teams we have to go through, right? We have to be much better on the D line. So whether that's Clowney or not Clowney, whether that's Harold Landry or not Harold Landry, whoever it is, a defensive tackle via trade, free agency, draft, all of the above, right? We're going to go do that. We're going to go restock that, and we know Andrew Barry's track record has been hey, when we have a problem area, we're going to go after it. Multiple draft, free agency, big money. We're not afraid of that. Right. I'm just saying your offense 
it's, it's always going to come down. It's never going to be one guy. Last year wasn't. It's never going to be one factor. But, you know, the time is up. The contract, the career arc dictates time is up. You know you're not going to win with this guy. You know the pool's not going to be much better a year from now. Like, I would be much more willing to step out. And I would think, uh, okay. I, I, you know, I, I just, I'm just saying they're not closing the gap by bringing back David Njoku and Baker Mayfield. They've not, they've not closed the gap one half of one inch. They haven't sold many tickets is what you're telling me. I, and I, I, I know what you're saying. The ticket it's goes not, without saying, but they have not closed yeah. any gap. On no, I'm Zach. I'm like I said, I, I, I know this isn't sexy and this isn't how we do our podcast. I don't disagree with you, but at the same time, I'm not shocked. I think that, you know, like it takes balls to go out there and change everything. And the one thing that we both said and we both understand, and I think this is an issue in, in 80% of sports franchises, continuity. And, and for the, the, and you mentioned the word, and for an organization like the Cleveland Browns that have had so much change, I think it's difficult right now for them to make, just flip it and make change like a team like Baltimore may, may be willing to do. You know what I'm saying? Be, or, or you name any franchise. I mean, I, is what you're saying makes sense, but I don't think everybody walk. Hey, the owners are still the owners, and the history is still the history, and most of the history is gory. It's triple X rated that you don't want your kids, 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 moms to see, okay? And I think when you have that as your background, your decision-making is a little bit different than maybe where it is in other cities. I, do I, do I think, decision do I think, do I think we're looking at another seven and nine, you know, eight and nine season type season type year? I still can't get used to the 17th game. So yes, I apologize. It doesn't matter. Dante Stallworth doesn't matter. Butch Davis doesn't matter. Dwayne Rudd doesn't matter. Kelly Holcomb, 429 and loss doesn't matter. You know what matters? Joe Burrow plays on the other team. Okay. Lamar Jackson okay. plays okay. on the other team. Okay. Pat see, you just put plays it, on the other team. You, I love you. I love you. You put the history that you and I know best. There's history from the last three, four years that people don't want to really Okay, well, at. Deshaun Kaiser's out of the league. You're not haunted by that anymore. Right? <laughs> Corey Coleman's out of the league. You're not haunted by that anymore. Uh, like, you should be. <laughs> okay, but that you're making the point, though. And you know it. You've been in this league long enough. And I, I just, get, I, I, I just feel like that the team – and I wrote this a year ago. It's documented. It's what got me blocked by the quarterback. It's time <laughs> for the Browns to make a move. So now fast forward a year, I'm sitting here screaming, it's time for the Browns to make a move. And guess what? A year from right now, it's March 8th, 223, and God willing, you're listening to the A to Z podcast. And you know what I'm saying? Go get a quarterback! <laughs> well, they got a statue, baby. Hey, when's the last time the Browns had a statue? upgrade or downgrade in talent gives you a directional change that you need. Hey, that statue they're making in Oklahoma, they're going to put a brace on it and, and make excuses for him? Anyway, you went to the um, – combine last week let we i think we both i think are you good with where we're at neck in the conversation i think it's a good yeah, conversation. i mean we're talking in circles because we're going to be having the conversation a year from now and you guys right. are going to come back right. and say zach you're right again uh, i'm going to say i know it's tiring uh his fat arms ain't gonna be able to reach the back to, to pat himself on it there's so gonna be some to bad team that has a winning record on thanksgiving because jimmy garoppolo brought a level of professionalism to the locker room in the huddle that quite frankly is missing here all right, see, why did it take you this long to make sense? Because it's assumed, Dre. I don't need you to say just, it. It's assumed. It's, it's as soon as there. you said that, as soon as you said that, I was like, well, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> like, that point when I'm like, okay, I agree with that. But let's move forward, please. Um, 
the combine, and you and I talked about it a little bit before you went. You were there last week, and I was, I was hemming and hawing back and forth just about how different things are from like 04, 03 till today and how, the, how everything goes. And you know me, and I want to say this, and I'm going to say this nicely and be polite. Um, 40, if, if it takes a 40-time or a shuttle run, you watching a guy in his underwear, you scream that you want to draft a guy, don't tweet at me about the draft. Um, sure, it's nice to see a lot of the numbers put up and things like that, but um, the eyes of the beholder know who can play before they run those 40 times. And I know it's fun, and, and there's not a lot of sports going on over the weekend, and you see Alave's time and Wilson's time and 4-1s and 4-2s and all this other stuff, and people get out of control, and you see Davis running the way he's running. Uh, I will say Davis's shuttle did get me kind of going. <laughs> that was unbelievable. Um, just your overall thoughts. I didn't need to see that to know the wide receiver class is strong. I know I've kind of heard and seen through your text that you feel going defensive end in the first round and then waiting to the second round for a receiver is the way to go. I tend to agree with you. I think there is depth at receiver, and I think you can't get enough defensive ends, and it sounds like there's a lot of guys that can rush to quarterback in this draft. Yeah, I mean, the top 50 of this draft is going to be more pass rushers than anything else. That's the premium of the position. That's where the league is headed, and that's that's this group, right? Go, go get them. Um, you know, as far as the combine, Dre – 85 or more percent of these guys, uh, more like 80, 85 percent, I guess, because of the senior all-star game. It's the first time that teams get up close with these guys. And you're not using a high pick on – this isn't um, Ray Farmer drafting Justin Gilbert. You're not using a high pick on these guys until the guys signing off have met the person, right? Um, you have scouted them. You know, Like Garrett Wilson. I mean, we've known about him since before he ever set foot at Ohio State. Right. Yes. And even NFL teams that weren't trying to pay attention to a freshman have known about him since that catch against Clemson his freshman year. Right. So there's no nothing he's going to do on the field that's going to stun anyone or change anyone's opinion. But you're getting legit measurements. You're watching the guys walk around and interact. You're getting near 15 minutes or more up close with them. You're starting. These are the things when you take these guys in and you know they're good. But now it gets time to deciding who's really in your bucket. You're going to draft at eight at 13 at 21. These are little tiebreaker things, little interactions, little exact measurements, exact time, just stuff you use to talk through because eventually you only get to pick one in each round, right? So, yeah, it still has value. Um, you know, obviously the NFL and the NFL network do more to, to sell that stuff. That's the business that they're in. And when you're watching at home and you're not actually picking the guy or deciphering, you know, was he a really pain in the ass? Is he a guy you want around? Does he fit your smart, tough, accountable? Is he really big, fast, and strong enough to be a great NFL player and not just a good one? Then, of course, you, you're into the 40 times in those workouts and stuff like that, right? It, it's all a piece of the puzzle, a part of the process. I mean, for the Browns needing to rev up their passing game, needing to replenish their defensive line room, it feels hey, like a good draft. Let me cut you off. Let me cut you off, Long Wayne. Would you trade for Jordan Love today? Nah. No, I don't think so. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> well, no, you know, I would, I would. Got to think about it. Yeah, yeah, um, sure. Like, <laughs> I just had to do that to you. <laughs> no, I, I think teams have long looked at him. I mean, I think it was the Reds. Uh, I mean, the Washington team that came out and said, "Yeah, we're in the quarterback search, and yeah, we've discussed forty-four names." <laughs> right, as you should. They they kicked the tie. They called about Mahomes and admitted it. They're like, yeah, "Yeah, we call Kansas City. Anybody that's played in the NFL, the XFL, (laughs) college all-star game, like you have to – this is what – it's tough, right? I don't know. Malik Willis might be years away from playing. Feels Uh, like someone's going to draft him in the first round. Wait, wait, wait. But why do we – see, 
and let's be careful. And I don't want to do. I wanted to ask you a couple other things. I know you're up against it. We don't know what Malik is going to be. We don't. And the right offense, Zach. If you and I don't want to say, but like, we know what Baker Mayfield is. Yeah, we do. We do. But I'm I'm sick of saying that about quarterbacks before they come in. If the if the offense bends the right way, I don't think the kid is ready in San Francisco to play. But they're going to move Garoppolo and make sure. him play. That's the world we're living in. They right? will make the move. They right in Baltimore, I didn't think that your your cousin was going to be ready to play, but yep. they changed everything and it's worked, and he's been mm-hmm. an MVP. So why can't this kid go right into somewhere and play if it's not so? No, up the I, right I way? think that he can. I, I think he's more along the Josh Allen lines of it's not Correct. just a step up to the, it's a huge step up from playing the college level of competition. Okay, so let me ask you this: and what we've gone through, I'm glad this came up, and I don't, and I'm not sitting here saying this kid could, but I'm you you use the perfect person. Baltimore went and 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 I'm this is me patting myself on the back. I wanted Josh Allen, and everybody kept telling me coming out of draft, and there's podcasts to, to fulfill what I'm saying. And everybody said you included, and I didn't disagree. You're like too inaccurate, played at too small of a school, unbelievable skill set, but just too many question marks. That's pretty much what you told me about Josh Allen, and I didn't disagree with you. Right? That's true, right? What I'm saying. And it, it was all true. The Bills showed patience. Yes, the and but they right. they drafted him, they played him, they showed patience. They set up an offense that worked for him. Today, when they wake up, they feel much better about their quarterback position than anybody else that was in that draft. So I no longer will sit here and say in February, March, April, June, July, a quarterback from college won't work because it was too small or this or that. If the team drafts him and cultivates him the right way and he has that type of talent and he has the mindset, i.e. Josh Allen, you can win with him. It's on the organization, man. I think you just summed up the whole conversation. And I'll say it this way. The Bills had a confidence and a belief in themselves and in the player, right? That given the right time, the right coaching, the right track, and he's probably better than they even thought, right? Let's let's be honest, especially this early. They, They had that, okay? In all fairness to all sides of this discussion and to Andrew Barry, Kevin Stefanski, Paul DiPodesta, and whomever else may be there, Maybe the Browns don't have that belief in either Baker Mayfield or David Njoku, right? All they did was so far was keep Njoku off the market and leak right. to a few writers that they're they're planning on running back with Baker, right? Run it back, Turbo. My point is, you know, there's only one way we can read it right now for one and for two, you know, until you have that belief, that humility, and that diagnosis of where you are what you can really get done, where you, where you're going to be in six months. Like it looks like they're a team that got to the playoffs too soon and is steadily falling behind. That's what it looks like. Well, and the, yeah. Maybe. And the other thing is, the, and the other thing is this with quarterbacks, you no longer obviously can do the draft, wait and cultivate thing. You draft oh. a guy, especially early and he's, and he's ultra talented. He gets forced on the field. And especially where the Browns that, are, think, the commitments they've made. To right. These, right. Right. So when you go back on the Malik kid who blew every way in a way last week, Zach, he's getting drafted. We're going to see him play in 2022. Probably. For somebody. Probably. For somebody. Yeah. Whether he's ready or not, we're going to see him on the field next year. Um, and because of his talent outweighs what he doesn't know. Well, he at least played for three years in college. Trey Lance played like 13 games in college. Yeah. yeah. And Trey Lance, right. So, And we I saw him on the field last year. Too. Yes, we did. Because yeah. of injury. I just think the, the game Let me be man. clear. There's an injury downside with Garoppolo, too. There's a downside with all of them. Yes, yes, yes. All right, you're gonna, you, you have, have to, to have this belief, and you have to like not not just say it, but you have to actually believe it. Yes, you your actions have to where you are. Yes, you have to think you have the right people. 
you have to think you're ready. And if the Browns have done good over the first 25 months of the Barry Stefanski era, then they should be able to look at their team and say, everyone here deserves better than this quarterback. Everyone here deserves better than to start the offseason by, by committing to more tight ends, for God's right, sake. Right, 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 right. It's where Tony Gonzalez at when you need him. Let me ask you this. Um, um, if we had a truth serum, and don't get yourself in trouble, but answer honestly. So you're not going to. Is Calvin Andrews the only guy that bet on football games that got an Calvin NFL Ridley. check in, in 2021? Did you just say over? <laughs> no, you said Calvin Andrews. You said Calvin oh, Andrews. Oh, Calvin you know who I meant. My bad. Um, no, probably not. probably not. Probably <laughs> not. Um, you know what I said to Springer gotta... when this thing yeah. broke? We were yeah. texting. Uh-huh. I said, I guarantee you he did it on a legal site, used his own name. Of course. he was, <laughs> And I don't want to call him any names. He's gone through enough. But it's – there's so many layers of, of, of bullshit leaked in that, though. I know it's not right, but I know it. But I also know it ain't right either. If that makes sense. Well, yeah. How look, can you uh, and I? How there's can you some and levels. I? I think. I think this is what you're trying to say. There's some levels of hypocrisy and some unanswered questions with it, right? Bingo. Yes. But at the core of it, players can't bet on games. Like the line has to be drawn well before that. Well, neither, well, then owners should be able to make money off of it, then Zach. What do you mean? They should be able to make money off of betting. If, well, betting, if they, that line, if they that do line, wait, 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 it's just, this is just like college, this is just like college players getting paid. We all agree that they should get play, paid, but we haven't set the rules, and now it's just a it's a fucking free a free reign. We all agree that it's a simple, slippery slope in gambling when it comes to sports, and the owners have just run. And, and I'm not saying they're wrong. This is what made them owners. It's what's going on in baseball. We can't be mad at owners owning. Like they didn't become like these. They didn't become these billionaire jerks overnight. They've done this, and they've been outright savages their entire lives to become the billionaires that they are. They've gone about life and done things that most of us wouldn't even think of doing to financially get ourselves to where they're at. So they, they live by a different set of rules and finances than any of us have ever looked at. I just find it very hypocritical that we can sell betting left and right and then we get mad at a guy making a fifteen hundred dollar. Did we already talk about the salary cap taking a huge jump because of the media rights? Yeah, it's because of gambling too. I don't know. Yeah, it's because of gambling. I know. I know. I, I, I know. I, I know. I know. I yeah. like. Like. I just think it's bullshit. Miles Garrett have... and Nick Chubb might save the earth someday, but people aren't turning in to see that. They're they're oh. turning in because they got Packers minus three and a half. <laughs> exactly. Well, and that's the other thing. That's the other thing. My man has to wake up every Sunday talking about man. You better get in the lineup. You're on my fantasy team. But you better not have his own fantasy team. Yeah, no, no doubt. There's there's gray area and there's lines that crossed and whatever. Um, the NFL had to. To me, that's the only resolution there, right? Yeah. Um, someone should have been advising Calvin to log off, and a lot of you guys should take that advice a too. Lot of specifically, you guys in that 15 minutes after the ruling came out. But the, yeah, but the other thing is, and like, and I'm still not. A, I, I don't know, like. I'm not, I know where it's wrong, and I know you're not going to agree with me. Everyone's not going to agree with me, and that's okay. I think I've been around enough 
professional athletes and athletes that just are savages when it comes to competing, then I'm not totally against all of them not being allowed to bet. <laughs> like, because most of them, most, I'd say 95% of, I'd say 90% of athletes that really, really bust their ass to get to the professional level, they ain't betting against themselves, Zach Jackson. Oh, I, I you know I, what I'm saying? But you know where the line has still has to be drawn before that. I I, mean, I, I don't disagree. I right. think more, would, would it be bad if you would it, would you say it's okay for a guy to bet on other teams just not bet on his own team? Yeah, well, they're allowed to bet on other sports. I mean, they're I not. Just, totally but but you're not allowed to bet. But you're not allowed to bet what you know best. That's bullshit. Well, yeah, well, but you are allowed to have your buddy sign up for a FanDuel account. I mean, Drake, I know when we were in college, right, we had friends that played Mac basketball. I mean, hell, you played Mac football, yeah. right? Yes, yeah. Like, they would go to Athens, to the Ohio University Inn. Mm-hmm. You know, back then there was two two online gambling sites, and they were right. illegal as shit and right. shady as shit, rather than oh, now yes. that there's 2,000, and they're legal as shit and still shady as shit. Right. <laughs> um, Right, and, and, and players for other MAC teams would wake up and they would come to the team breakfast and there would be the USA Today and they With would the see the lines. Yep. And they would say, oh my, we're getting seven? We're going to yep. beat this team. Speaking of. Oh my God, we're only two-point underdogs? Like, we have three guys out. Like, we're, we, we're going to get killed tonight. We're on the road for the third night in a row. Like, yes. I'm in a row. Yes. Like, His girlfriend's been cheating on him with another yes. girl, with another dude. <laughs> yes. Well, um, shout out to Scooter McDougal, who passed away just a few weeks ago. Uh, former Cleveland star in high school, went to Toledo, and he got caught for point shaving when he was at Toledo, helping the men's basketball team and football team supposedly uh, you know, do that. So it's yeah. happened in the MAC, and I'm sure it's happened more than when Scooter McDougal got busted as well. Yeah, I mean, the way these numbers change and the way information flows anymore specifically, uh, yeah, it, it, it does come off as a little bit hypocritical, but I just I, – I hear you. To preserve some integrity of the game. Like, I get it. I get it. I just don't like it. You know, and that's all I'm really getting at. No, I, I know uh, it, my first thought is, wait, this ruling is handed down by the NFL, which right. every commercial is sponsored by FanDuel or DraftKings, right? right. And, I, and, and I, I just say a story right. on this pod from many times. It, it really opened my eyes 15 months ago, driving down to Nashville for that Kelly Holcomb story in the Browns mm-hmm. because Tennessee is a legal state and Tennessee is not a state that I go to all the time, Right. And right. 30 miles from the border in Kentucky, every billboard, every radio commercial, yep. inside and outside the Titan Stadium, every single one, just beating you over the head. They're interviewing a high school football coach on local sports talk, and it's brought to you by DraftKings. They go to break, and it's right. BetMGM on the commercials. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. All right, I know you're up against it. Um, I want to talk to you. You think uh, Calvin wants to be in our high school survivor pool? <laughs> 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 pretty good it looks like um, <laughs> i know you got some things you got to do i want to talk to you whether it's tomorrow whether it's thursday whenever we used to I, I met a guy yesterday at my kid's soccer game or soccer like camp or that they're going to um he didn't know it was me until i laughed and then i was holding my breath the whole time that aj wouldn't trip his daughter while they were playing soccer because aj's out of control and i need somebody to put him on his ass when they play that's a whole nother podcast um but i want to talk nba with you so i want to and, and he just and it was just funny that this guy goes way back and i was telling him how we used to do podcasts how we would go to a studio and we would knock out three, four, we'd knock out three, four podcasts in a night uh, and also a case of beer. Uh, and then we would just put them out, you know, throughout the week. And I was like, we got to get back to getting something close to that. I go, but life has gotten in the way of us, um, of the podcast, but we got to find a way to, to overcome that and get more than one a week because I want to talk basketball with you. And I want to talk about how James Harden was 
running the steps yesterday after, after the 76ers played. And if I had the money that Calvin has down in Atlanta, I might put a bundle on the Sixers winning at all. In I kind of think the same thing. That guarantees they're going to get beat. But the little bit that I've watched the NBA, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this team is going to win it. I mean, that is phenomenal. And the Cavs, just, this just might not be the year. It seems like negativity uh, and injury follows them everywhere they go. Also, this is one of our favorite weeks, favorite parts of the month of, of the year. Usually I'm in Arizona. Um, pray for pray for my family and pray for my, my well-being in my head. Um, we're not, not broke yet. I'm not asking for money, but my kid's telling people I ain't got no job. So uh, please, baseball, show my son that I got a job because I don't even have to, I don't have to beat his little ass to show that I got a job. Um, so I, I want to get back to that. Uh, Mac tournament, I'm planning on going Friday night. I'm actually, that's the best thing about baseball locking out. I haven't been to a Mac tournament, Zach, in probably over, probably a decade because of baseball. But I plan on being down at the field house this weekend to watch some Mac basketball. I thought about going Friday. Text me. We'll see. All right. Well, I got I got a crew and I got a suite. That's all you need to know. <laughs> all right. I'm in. Right, uh, <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Thank you, American Fireworks. Thanks to Blue Wire. Uh, guys, always open at AmericanFireworks.com. Dre is right. Um, now, we're at the point now. Free agency officially starts in six days. Like I pretty much should be glued just waiting for things to happen here. So we should be able to get another pot in end of the week, early next week. Selection Sunday, one of the magical days of the year, is just five days away. I'm pumped. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Konnichiwa, statue. I'm still not.